But I think the basic problem is that you have a lack of experience in life, like just experiencing different things. And -hmm. what you need to do is just go out and do something, like go do different things. They don't have to be good. They don't have to be bad. But as you start to do different things, you are going to develop a different sense of self from the one that you have now. And as you change your sense of self, your ability to move in the world is going to change. So tell me a little bit, what, what are we calling you, Andrew? Uh, Andrew's fine. Okay. So Andrew, tell me a little bit about what's going on and um, how we can help. Um, okay. So... Sorry, I'm like really nervous right now. <laughs> it's like okay. getting really fast. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Let's start there. Okay. Yeah. Let's start there. Okay. Yeah. So, what are you feeling when you feel nervous? Uh, my heart's beating really fast. Uh, I, I'm kind of excited. Okay. And shaky. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's just think about that. So the way that you're feeling right now, how does that affect? your actions like what is it making you want to do it's making me not want to open it absolutely right and i don't know if you were planning on opening up or whatever but so let's just notice that right so what do you feel like doing uh i mean just talking like there are definitely things that i want to open up and i want to talk about things but it's just kind of it's like stuck it's stuck beautiful okay beautiful so stuck is a fantastic place to start i mean it's a I'm just noticing I, I do this thing where I, you know, I say it's fantastic. I'm glad that yeah. you're noticing where you are because that's where we have to start. So the progress, like the, the path to moving forward starts where you are. And if you, if there's a part of you that doesn't want to move forward, like that's really important to acknowledge because until we recognize that, like we can't move forward. If we just ignore it, which is what we do a lot of the times, right? We're like, I should move forward. So let me just like, ignore this part of myself and let me move forward, but that's not how it works. So great. So now we've got a couple of options, Andrew. So you don't okay. feel like opening up, right? I, I do, but it's hard. I think we could like, like just power through it. Yeah. That's what I usually end up doing for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm going to give you an option. Okay. I'm going to give you options. One is we can try meditating actually right now and see what happens to those feelings of not wanting to open up. See what happens to the feelings of nervousness. Or I can talk to you in a way that facilitates you opening up and kind of ease you into it. Uh, let's do number two, just to keep it moving. Okay. So tell me a little bit about um, what's going on and what brings you on stream. Um, well, I think the first time I saw you was a clip on the live stream fails subreddit. And it was, it was really okay. funny. So I, yeah, I just wanted to check it out. And I just ended up really like liking the content. And I went on YouTube and watched all the videos. So I've been here maybe like since for a month now. So, yeah. So, um, what resonated with you about our content? Um, I mean, just like a lot of people who came on, like, I feel like I could relate to a lot of their problems. So like what? Um, I mean, I think it started off with like, with like the game addiction, but just, I mean, just like life things in general, it's kind of hard for me to like, think of like exact, like examples. Sure. So yeah. what is it that um, you'd like to talk about today? Um, maybe just how to move forward in life. Great. 
Fantastic. So I want to just point something out to you. Do you want to move forward in this conversation? Absolutely. And yet you don't. You, there's 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 two parts of me. There's one part that that absolutely wants to, and I know that it needs to be done. But there's another part that's like very hesitant to. Fantastic. So yeah. I think you are doing something that's actually really cool and gets me like psychologically excited, which All is right. that like your problem in life is that you're stuck and you're actually facing a microcosm of that problem with this conversation. I can kind of see that. Yeah, that's funny. Like you see that? Yeah. Like you you know you need to. But you don't feel like it. Does that maybe describe? I do... I, maybe yeah. I feel like it, but maybe I'm I'm scared. Absolutely. So, what are you scared of in life? Uh, maybe like moving out of my comfort zone. Okay. Or stepping up. Okay. So, what does stepping up look like to you? That's a great question. I I don't think I know the answer to that. I think I feel like there's things that I need to do, but I don't really know like what the right thing to do is. Yeah. So let's just think about that for a second, right? Okay. If I go to a restaurant and someone asks me, what would you like to order? And I say, I don't know. What am I going to get? You're going to get stairs and they're going to wait for you to pick something out. Yeah, but like, you don't know what you want, right? Right. So you don't know what progress even looks like. Uh, maybe I have like an idea of what progress could look like and maybe I've tried some things, but... Sure, so let's talk really... about that. Yeah, okay. Um, well... I started to recently go to the grocery store and like buy fruits. Like I remember you mentioning like pineapple is good and bananas good. and stuff like that. So yeah, just trying to eat a little better. And were you, did you do that? Yeah. I think I've been doing it for a couple of weeks now. Just buying, buying fruits at least you can start with and that. Are you eating the, for me to do. So buying the fruit is like actually yes. not like eating the fruit is what we're going for. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's 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 definitely like a multi-step process, like leaving the house, going to the grocery store, and taking the fruit home, and then eating it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a, How do you feel about that? Uh, I feel good, but maybe I feel like I could do more. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you what's on the other side of I could do more. So there's another side of that coin. And okay. I could do more is maybe like a little bit optimistic. Can you imagine what the pessimistic side of that coin is? Um, maybe like what I'm doing doesn't matter. Absolutely. Right. Okay, so it, it, I could do more. The flip side of the coin is I'm not doing enough. Okay. Yeah. Is that how you feel? Sometimes. Yeah. Actually, no, okay. I think, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Okay. So you're not like you're not cutting it, right? Like you should be cutting it. You're not cutting it. You're just not. Yeah. You're not making yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, like these are like baby steps. Like I should be taking like big boy steps. Yeah. So yeah, I, what I'm getting from you is that the amount of progress or change that you need to make in life is far greater than what you're doing. Yes. So it feels like the progress that you're making, on the one hand, seems like kind of cool, and on the other hand, seems woefully insufficient. 
Yes. How long have you been feeling that way? Mm. Feeling like just insufficient. Mm-hmm. Like you should be doing more. I think it might have started after graduating college, but maybe even before that. Okay. But it didn't really start to sink in until like much later. Yeah. So that's great. I mean, that's not great. Just keep on doing this. But (laughs) I I think it's good that you notice that this feeling started in college, which is very common. Let me put it that way. Mm -hmm. So, Andrew, like, do you know what, what the age group what the most common age group is of people who reach out to me? Uh, probably people around my age, like in their mid-20s, I would imagine. Yeah. So like the yeah. earliest is like 2021. 20, Why don't yeah. 16 or 17-year-olds reach out to me very much? What do you think? Uh, they, they don't think about those kinds of things. They're still, they're still young. Like they're in school and they kind of have like a path and they can kind of like, they have things to do. Yeah. So what starts to happen around 20 or 21? Uh, you, you start still... to think about the future. Oh, sorry. What are you saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And and so I'll, I'll tell you, like, what I think it is, is that when you're 20, you're on the same path as everyone else in college. You may have grades yeah. that are better or grades that are worse. But when you're 21, like, something, there's, like, this little, like, like, the hair on your neck starts to back up. There's this little tickle of doubt that starts. Because even though you may be going to class, like, you're not getting internships, right? Yes. You're not doing, like, the extra stuff that people are doing that you should be doing yes yep that kind of describes me in school yep yeah right and that starts to scare you a little bit because you're like oh like maybe i should be doing more but like i'm kind of going to class and i'm gonna graduate but like these other people are doing this additional stuff so you start to worry and then as you start to get older so that's the first time that you start to see that there's a divergence between you and other people yes and as you get older like what happens it's the gap gets bigger. There's a there's a big difference. And how is how old are you now, Andrew? I'm going to be 26 in about two months. And how big is the gap now, Andrew? It's pretty big. So why are you coming on stream today, Andrew? Um. Well, that's very clever. I like how we're we're opening up here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to get figure out what to do next you know like i need yeah. i feel like i need help yeah yeah but i mean can you be more specific i guess like i feel like you're trying to go somewhere yeah i am trying to go somewhere twitch chat yeah. knows where i'm going so twitch yeah. chat is good yeah. at this. so yeah, I, I think what i was the answer that i'm looking for is like you're here to close that gap yeah right like if yes. it's if that's not it then let me know like we sometimes make hypotheses right we arrive at conclusions you gotta let me know like is that what you're here for is to close the hat um gap. i feel like we can roll with that, yeah. I, I'm like, I feel like there's lots of things that I'd like to fix, but we can start there, yeah. Let's start. Okay, there. let's talk about the other ones. Sure. What else do you want to fix? Um, I, I, I don't know. I think that's it. Like, it just boils down to like, I don't know, feeling like I'm like on track on life. Like, I feel like I'm up track. Wait, so is that what it does boil down to, or it doesn't? Because in my mind, uh, being off track and getting on track is the same as closing the gap. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But then you're saying there's other stuff. I think the other stuff boils down to that. 
if that makes sense. Okay, sure. So it all like, comes down rule. to that. It all comes down to that, I think. I'd like to think that. Yeah, so I, I think that there's more. So I think okay. as, as good as Twitch chat is and as good as we are, I think that there's a part of you that's actually going towards that answer out of safety. Okay. Is there something that you're like kind of concerned about? Like emotionally, is there something that gives you a lot of anxiety or concern that you don't feel comfortable talking about on stream? Um, maybe some things, but they're not, I don't think they're that related. I'm not sure. Yeah. So t can you tell me a little bit about those? Uh, sounds like the answer is no not, not right now I, I feel like we can get there i feel like we can get there uh, okay. but yeah okay yeah. we'll get there yeah. okay okay so good so andrew yes we can talk about closing the gap but i don't think that's gonna be what you need okay so I think that, that like, we've got to explore this, uh, like, the other thing. Like, I don't know what it is. I, I don't, don't know. If I said... I don't, there's other things, I guess. But yeah, okay. Yeah. T I mean, because I, I don't know, because I, I, I think you're right. It all kind of boils down to closing the gap. But, like, let me explain this to you. So to get yeah. on track in life, you have to deal with all of the things that you don't want to talk about. Yes, agreed. Yeah. So, like, let's talk about one of those specifically instead of this abstract concept. So this is also something to understand. When we're dealing with abstract concepts, what does that do to us? Like, what does that do to our mind? Okay, yeah, okay, no. I, I, I think I just had trouble, like, thinking of, like, things. Um, so I went to school. Oh, see, this is great. Yeah, I like how we transition, right? Uh, I went to school in, right at, a, right at a, when I graduated. I was 2012, so about for three years. And I graduated uh, with a degree in game design. And I came out the back end of it thinking, like, oh, shit, like, I actually don't know how to do any of this stuff and i just for a year like i didn't do anything i didn't work i just stayed at home and played games all day and then did you have fun i think um it's fun for a little bit and i think it's fun when you're playing it but like thinking about it like i don't know if i necessarily regret doing it okay yeah um but i ended up just taking up a retail job and that's what i still do and i've been doing that for the last three years so i feel like you know like i went to school and it's like i had this big vision of this is the thing that i wanted to do for the rest of my life and then i finish it and it's like wait i actually don't know if i want to do it or if i'm cut out for it or if i even like to do it so yeah okay yeah you're very good i like this that was good but what what's how we got there that we got there it came What's out. What's there? Help help me was, understand where we are. We're we're uh we're dealing with the issues directly now. I think. And what's we're the issue? Close. We're closer. The issue is uh I, I don't have a sense of purpose, I guess, like career wise. Like I just wanna Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, there's more yeah. to it than that. I think that's that's sure. an abstract. That's a, so I, yeah. I I think here's the operative words, right? So I don't know if I want to do it. I don't know if I'm cut out to do it. I don't know if I'm able to do it. Yeah. So I think that there's, sure, like sense of purpose is once again an abstract. But I noticed something about you, Andrew, which is that you go to abstract con concepts for like a feeling of safety. Okay, I can see that. Right? So so this is this is sort of like 
And it's very common because if we can make something intellectual, like if we start using our intellectual or analytical mind, what part of our mind do we get to ignore? The feeling part. Absolutely. Right. So so I thought I didn't realize you made some kind of breakthrough, but it seems like you made some kind of breakthrough. And I feel I think, like I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think what what you what what I when you said that, I think the main thing is you got in touch with like. Some of like you put words to your actual fears. And what I'm hearing from you is that you're conflating or combining a sense of purpose with a sense of capability. You're like mixing the two in your mind. Right? You're saying yeah. I, th there's a difference between I don't want to do this and I don't think I can do it. And I think your real problem is that since you're not sure you can do it, you're not willing to let yourself want to do it. Mm, okay. Right, so I'll, I'll give you guys, like, just think, like, I, I think that was a little bit confusing the way I said it. What did you understand? Um, like, I only want to do it if I'm good at it, if I'm going to be good. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, right? Yeah. And what does that mean for, like, like, just think about that as a strategy. It's not a very good one. Why not? If you don't do like you're only good at the things that you know how to do, and if you don't try to do things you don't know how to do, you're never gonna like. You just you're not good at things that you that you're just starting at. Absolutely. Right. So Andrew, what's your fucking problem, man? I. <sighs> you're there. I. You're gonna. It's gonna be that I need to try and do it. Right. I need to go and do something. Just try it. Just do it. Yeah, sort of. Right. So so like that's the problem. Right. So the problem is that. You lack confidence in yourself, so you want to do the thing that you know you can do, because, like, you don't have faith in yourself that you'll be able to handle it. So you don't want to, like, go out... So, like, if I go hiking in the wilderness, if I have faith that I know how to find food and water and navigate and build shelter, I don't need certainty about what I'm going to encounter. Does that make sense? Like, I have faith in my skills to survive. What yeah. I'm hearing from you is that you don't have faith in your skills to survive, so you're not willing to try. And then the most devastating thing that you do to yourself is since you're, if you're afraid that you're not good at something, you don't let yourself even want it. And that's where the lack of purpose comes from, because you don't even know what you want. Like, I asked you, like, what is, like, a good life look like? And you're like, I don't know. Right. I think I you know. do know yeah. what you want. I just don't think you let yourself want what you want. Okay. Yeah. You don't let I, yourself. Okay. Um, so I think for me, like my experience was that I went to school for three years for, for like game design. And then I came out the back end and it's like, I don't know how to do anything. And it's like, okay, well I kind of tried in school and like, maybe that was proof to me like, Oh, like I actually don't know how to do anything. Or if I don't, if I don't, I don't like it. Cause I did try, right. I tried for three years, but maybe I just didn't like, I didn't give it my full effort. You look confused. Did you give it your full effort? I don't think I did. But I can't, I can't, I don't know if I can say for sure if, like, if I feel like I did or not. I feel like there are times in school where I did and times in school where I didn't. But even okay. when I did, even when I did, I don't think I necessarily enjoyed it. Like, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, yeah, period. Um, I'm just going to think for a second. Is that okay? Yeah.
I'll just think out loud for a second. I'm trying to get a sense of like, we were talking about something that wasn't game design. Like I'm trying to move you away from thinking about game design and you keep coming to game design. You keep coming to college. And so I'm trying to figure out like what the significance of your desire to talk about the way that you feel around college is. I I think that growing up as a kid, like, I always had video games and that's what I grew up thinking like, Oh, I wanted to do something like game related. Like I want to do something, you know, just playing games or making games or whatever. And then I actually went to school for it. Like, like my whole life, like I'm climbing like the mountain that's like, like video games. Like I'm going to base my whole life around this. And then I get to the top and like, I get like kicked off, like in the Lion King, like when Mufasa's like, uh, he's coming up and Scar like kicks him off the mountain. Yeah. It's like that. Like I died. How does that feel? feels like I died. Like my like like the rug got swept up from under me. Like I got kicked. Like you watch uh I've been watching people play Jump King. It feels like that. Like you get to the top and you fall off off the side of the map and you you just hit the bottom. Okay. Yeah. That's some pretty powerful imagery. Yeah. Do you feel like someone did that to you? Like myself? I don't know. I'm asking. So like the, Im- uh, the image, it's not, it's not like Mufasa tripped and fell, right? It's yeah. like he climbs to the top of the mountain and then Scar like sinks his claws into Mufasa's like <laughs> yeah. hands and then flings yeah. him off. Were you yeah. flung off or did you just slip? I don't know. Maybe a part of me wants to say that, like, I set myself up for that. Like, there was a part of me that, like, wanted to do it. And then there was another part of me that was like, maybe you should try to do something else instead because I wasn't fully enjoying it. Did someone fuck you over? Me, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So this is some something else that gets me psychologically excited, right? Because, like, you are the Scar and you are the Mufasa. <gasps> yep. Yep. I mean, is that how you feel? Like you feel like you did this to yourself? Like I let myself down? Like I kick myself off? Is that how you feel? Yeah, kind of. A little bit. What's that like? It's almost kind of relieving. In a weird way. How so? Like, like it's within my it's within my power to like to like take action and to like kind of do something about it. How do you feel about that? I think we're. I think I'm still back to not knowing if it's the thing that I really wanted to do or if I should just try to do something else. Yeah. I'm going to think yeah. for another second. Yeah. So, Andrew, I'm I'm a little bit surprised because you're making revelations that I'm not... I mean, it's clear because I was surprised when you said it. it's helpful or it feels good to recognize that, which I believe. Um, I, I, that's just not the answer that I was expecting. So I'm trying to recalibrate a, a little bit and try to okay. 
understand your perspective. And on the flip side, there's a part of me that's like, I don't have to understand. It seems to be helping the guy. So let's just keep going. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess it, doesn't, it doesn't leave me anywhere actionable. It's like, okay, like these are kinds of things. Like, I feel like I've had this conversation with myself, but maybe like not out loud with another person. Okay. Yeah. What, are, what do you tell yourself? What are the conversations that, that, what do you tell yourself when you talk to yourself? Like, well, you know, I tried, I tried to kind of succeed in school with the thing that I really wanted to do and it didn't really work out. So maybe we can try to do something else and I might end up liking that more or that might be like a different path that I could take in life. Okay. Yeah. And how do you feel about things Um, not working out? It sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like I was saying, like, it's, it's the thing that I kind of imagine myself doing. Like that's pretty much like the one thing that I always kind of had going for me or that I thought that I had going for me. And it's like, Ah. well, well, now I have to kind of like, just like look for something else. Yeah. So now, now I think, I mean, it sounds like you've gotten somewhere, which is great, but now I feel like I'm understanding you a little bit better. So thank you so much for, you know, answering my questions. So I think I want everyone who's listening and for you to just think about this, Andrew. So like you put all of your eggs in one basket. Yes. Right. And then like what happened to your basket? Hey, someone took my basket or the eggs went bad. Yeah. See, once again, there's like there's like a villain somewhere in your subconscious mind. Yeah. It's not I lost the basket, dropped the basket, the eggs broke. Like there are all kinds of weird shit you can say, which is what I was expecting. But you said someone took the basket. And this is, like, consistent with the Mufasa imagery and Scar. So, like, who took the basket? And I don't think it's yourself. Like, did someone take your fucking basket? Uh, it's gonna be my parents, isn't it? That's that's where this is going. No, no, I, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> it I, might. I don't know anything <laughs> about your parents. Oh man! Like, you're the one. Your subconscious mind is producing all of these like things. Like, because you can say, I mean, I give you such a broad analogy of eggs in yep. a basket. Yep. And and like I thought, like in my mind, the analogy is that the eggs are fragile, so they break easily. So if you drop it, all the eggs break. Like, that's what's in my mind. Like, I don't know. I've never even thought about it like okay. this consciously. Maybe, maybe like, um, like, like who took this... it away from you, Andrew? So I, I don't think, no, I don't think the baskets got stolen. I think just the, okay. the eggs went bad. The eggs went bad. I like that better because it's like, I kind of, I kind of like skated by like in, in school but in life too i feel like just just enough to get by and like i had the eggs all along like i was able to keep them safe but i was never able to do anything with it like i still have the okay. eggs they're just really they're they're they went they're spoiled okay yeah all right so like let's just be transparent for a second if you i don't want you to try to change what you say but can we just acknowledge that if there's some other like open-ended weird Rorschach kind of like statement that I make, <laughs> and if someone does something bad to you, then we've got to talk about that. Okay. Like I can let two out of three fine. Like the imagery of Mufasa and like it's not like you fell off the mountain, the eggs went bad, like fine. But if we hear it again, we're gonna think about that a little bit more. Okay. Okay. So, okay. I, I mean, so I, I think that let's just go back to the eggs in, in the basket. And so, so you have, you know, you've put your entire life into video game design. Like, what's, how, how early on did you decide you wanted to make video games? 
I don't know if I necessarily wanted to make video games. I just knew that I wanted to be involved. But I guess making games is kind of like the most like involved. Involved in what way? I can think. Just like, you know, I like go to work and do video game stuff and I come home and I play video games. So, okay. And just like, and then you went to school for video game design and then somewhere along the way you, you, why did you think that you weren't? So like, as you were in school for video game design, did you like what you were learning? Kind of. Well, that's the problem. I think part of it, I can't necessarily put the whole blame on myself. I think there are parts of school where I was never able to like, kind of do what I really wanted to do in terms of like game stuff. If that makes sense. Hold on. When you say you didn't put the whole blame on yourself, does that mean we're putting the blame on someone else? No, I feel like there's so there, there are parts, there are definitely things that I could have done to kind of make, to make more use of my time. But I feel like the environment that I was in was not necessarily like helpful either. Okay. What does that mean? Um, Tell me about the environment. This kind of like goes back to like putting like just like hoping for the future. Like when I was in high school, like I had an idea of what like college is going to be like and actually got there and it wasn't really anything like I imagined it being. Okay. Did you feel like you got taken advantage of? Maybe a little, but I feel like I feel like I probably could have done more to kind of prevent that. Like the tools were kind of available to me, but I never really made the most of it. Okay. I hear what you're saying. Okay. Did you feel like college could have done a better job of preparing you for your career? Like, for most people, college prepares them for their career, right? Yeah. Um, I kind of feel that way, but at the same time, the people that I've seen that were successful coming out of school, which is very little, like, it was a really small school, but most of the people who did well were people who put in a lot of work outside of class. Like, most of their creative endeavors were done outside of class. And for me, like, I spent most of my time outside of class just uh, playing games. Playing games. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's the divergence, right? And so when did yeah. you decide that like your your eggs were like bad? Like when did you feel like the the boat sailed? I think towards the end of it, like towards the end of school, not necessarily like at the end, but it was like, oh, like okay, like we're finishing up now. Um there's some people who kind of like, well, like I, I'm looking at my peers and it's like, well, these people are so much more like equipped. They're more practiced. They've done more than I have. And mm-hmm. like, I just play games all day. So like in my, I guess a part of my mind wanted to conflate like playing games as like doing work because I don't know, but mm-hmm. not okay. necess- not really the case. It's not how it works. Yeah. So, so, and you finished college and then you thought like it's over. Well, I had like, I had sort of like an internship and I didn't really do a lot. Like there's a part of my mind that's like, I'm not really like doing a lot of work here and I'm not like, this isn't what I imagined my life to be like. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, but actually, well, the other thing that happened too is because I live in Hawaii, I went to school in the mainland. So I ended up moving back home uh, with my parents. And I feel like that kind of like, you know, like maybe if I stayed in the mainland, like I still would have been able to be around like my peers and I could have like worked with them and stuff like that. But like moving to like moving back home kind of like killed it. Like okay. I did part of the internship online, but it was just, it never really, I kind of fell off like after like a month of that because it just wasn't, it didn't feel like it was going anywhere. I wasn't like, I wasn't, I wasn't being like challenged or interested by the work. Like it didn't really like, didn't really gel with me. And, and Okay. I, Andrew, I'm going to just need a second to like recalibrate because I still can't escape from this thought that like this is just weird to me. Okay. Because this because, is a real real weird stream. Um so 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 I think that I'm not blam I'm please don't feel blamed. I'm I'm just trying to I, help you think about. So I I have lots of things that I can say that I feel are like are somewhat generic, right? So we can explore for example what it's like to move back what it's like to, you know, how do you start moving forward? Why did you feel like it didn't gel with you? There are all these kinds of questions that I could ask. Yeah. Right. I feel Which like I, I could think, answer all of them too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think the problem because I, I think, I, I think there's, <laughs> there's something here that I feel like we're moving around that you're not willing to say. Okay. Like I, I feel like there's something here. It's like you have all of those answers, and that's not where the money is. The, the money isn't in the answers you have. It's in the answers that you don't have. Okay. And, and there's, just some, there's just some weird theme about... And, like, the other thing is, like, you're creating this weird kind of... Like, you're baiting me. Like, that's what it feels like. I'm not blaming you for this. But, like, yeah. you're giving me all this, like, psychologically juicy shit. Like, I am the Mufasa, and I am the Scar, right? But I, I don't... Like, that's true, but, and you kind of, you keep on accepting responsibility for your situation, which sounds super healthy, right? You're saying like, oh yeah, I could have done more, I could have done more, I could have done more. Right. And you're saying that, and I think that makes sense, and like, maybe this is just like, maybe I'm just, I just got off on the wrong wrong track, because that happens, I'm not perfect, I'm not psychic, I know people think I am. Sometimes I'm just fucking wrong. But to me, it feels like there's something here, like, do you... Has someone has someone taken something away from you? Like even before all this college stuff? Like I know it's a generic of course people have taken things away from you. But is something yeah. does something in your mind like pop out when I ask you that question? I think my mom pops out. Okay. Yeah. What did she take away from you? Um I don't know if she took anything away from me necessarily but maybe like so growing up i did play a lot of video games and even as like in like middle school and high school like i definitely like like i did okay in school but i ended up playing a lot of games and i think that kind of like detracted from like other parts of my life and I remember, like, there are times in my life where, like, I was playing lots of games and my mom would tell me, like, oh, like, you're only going to be good at games and stuff like that. Like, all you can do is, like, like you just sit around and play on the computer all day. Oh, shit. Yeah. What did she take away from you? I don't know what she took away from Like, my ability to, like, to, to do other things. Absolutely. Just think about that for a second. Yeah. 
So I feel I feel like one... I know this. Yeah. But yeah, go go ahead, go ahead. No, keep going. I f- I feel like I've known this, and I feel like like maybe like like the twenty five year old Andrew kind of knows this, but maybe like like the the younger Andrew is kind of like still hurt. So some scar, right? Like yep. that. Oh, someone's yeah. been doing their homework. Yeah. So tell me about the younger Andrew. Uh, I, I feel like he is kind of hurt. He's really hurt by that. And, you know, it's kind of weird. It's like, well, like, I like to play video games, and maybe I do play too much, but it's like, well, now I'm hurt. So I'm, now that I'm hurt, I'm going to play more video games. So what were your choices to major in college? Um, well, actually, it was uh, it was specifically for game design. Like, I, was, I understand that. Yeah. Oh, choices? Like, okay. Yeah, um, like, like... So, so like, this is the thing, right? So you have this idea that you've got, like, one option in life. Yep. Right? Where did you get that idea? Uh, Probably, like, when I was younger, like, from my mom, right? But it's kind of weird because it's, like, I, I always liked video games. But then I guess something got into my head, like, I can only do video games. Yeah. Right. So I'm just going to jump in for a second. So thanks for the raid, Athene Live. Whoa. Um, we really appreciate it. And uh, so we're going to pick up in a second, Andrew, because I just yeah. got to think about this and I'm just going to introduce people to what this is. So this okay. is the HealthyGamer.gg stream. I am a uh, psychiatrist practicing in Boston, Massachusetts. This is a stream all about sort of helping people understand themselves, why they feel stuck, helping them kind of think about how to move forward. Um, so we're talking with Andrew and Andrew feels like he's sort of I would describe your situation, Andrew, as something that I'd call failure to launch. I really like that, yeah. Yeah, right? So, like, like failure to launch is, like, everything's set up, like, everyone's on board, the plane is is fueled, and just something yep. happens and the plane just can't get off the ground. Yeah. And so I think we're actually dealing with two separate things here. Sure. One is the failure to launch, which is, like, why hasn't your video game career picked up? Why don't you really want to make video games? Because I don't think you want to make video games. Like, you haven't... We've asked you what you want, and it's always been like, oh, like, I like video games, so let me make this my career. But I I think the real devastating thing is that actually maybe what you want, and this kind of goes back to confusing what you want with what you think you're capable of. Maybe what you want is something else, but somewhere along the lines, somewhere along the way, you got convinced that the only thing you can possibly be good at is video games. Sounds right. And so if we want to help you move forward, I don't think we want to, and this is weird, I, you know, I'm sorry if I was like, like I'm just not excited about the college and the inability to find a job in the video game industry. That just feels okay. to me like it's like a red herring, even though it's sort yeah. of not. It, it, it sucks because it's like three years of my life. But anyway. yeah, yeah, right? So then yeah. we also have an element of like grief because you, in a sense, quote unquote, wasted your time, which I don't think you did, but we'll get to that. Okay. But I think now the question becomes like, you know, what is it that when you, did you have any idea of like what you wanted to, like when your mom told you that, how old were you, by the way? Oh, well, that's that happened a lot. It um, happened a lot. Yeah. Well, I feel like it happened a lot. And how did she make you feel? Um... I mean, it, it kind of hurt, but I feel like I was just kind of able to ignore it. 
<laughs> because it's you know it's happening it's happening when i'm playing my game so it's like okay like just chill like i'm trying to focus like yep yeah and what happens to feelings that you ignore andrew oh they they don't they they stay right there I mean, and what do they do them now but they'll, they'll come up later yes and in what way so what what is the feeling that she's creating you in you every time she says that to you I mean, it's like hurt. I don't really know like what the feeling is. Yeah. So it hurts to have your mom say that. And what does it make you start to believe about yourself? Like maybe she's right. And if she's right, what does that mean? She's right about what? Then I'm screwed. Oh, I can only do video games. Yeah. Then I'm screwed because it's like the only thing that I can do is a thing that I like to do. Yes. Right. And, and also that you're screwed. Job. Yeah. yeah. So I think part of the reason, like, why are you stuck right now, Andrew? Because I don't know what to do. And I feel like that's, that's half like, of it. Yeah, okay. Like, I feel and like anything that I would do won't turn out well. Exactly. Yeah. So this is important to understand. It's not that you don't know what to do. It's that doing anything is futile. Yeah, like, I feel like I've tried to, like, kind of pick up other things, but it, it never really, like never really panned out or caught my interest or was able to, never able to like say like, oh, like I could see this as a replacement for like doing video games. Absolutely. And so you say it, th this is all surface level language, right? Like it never panned out. No, I think the problem was that you never gave it a fair shot because in your heart of hearts, you never knew it would succeed. Yeah. I feel like there are times that like maybe I did kind of give it my all, but those are like, like I'm just trying to like, it never lasts, you know, like, Yes, because that, so yeah. this is important to understand. You can use willpower to temporarily overcome like your internal psychological stuff. But um, as long as that core belief that you're just not going to succeed is there, you're only going to get like spurts of activity. You're not going to be able to create anything sustained. So if you want to do something in life, you have to believe in yourself. Right? Like, you have to believe that this could go somewhere. Like, you can force yourself to do anything for a short amount of time. Right. But, like, if you really want the sustained... So what I'm hearing from you is that you have no sustained momentum. Yeah. You're, you're, not, you're not a fire. You're a firework. Sure. Like a small firework at that, too. There we go, right? Like a little sparkler. What does, that what does that statement tell you about yourself? Put yourself in my shoes. What do I think about you when you insist on telling me that you're a small firework or a sparkler? Like, like this guy's not going to go anywhere in life. That's what you think about you, oh, right? What do, what do you think about me? I think that that's a guy who believes he's not going to go anywhere in life. That is correct. Yeah. Sorry, what's the what's the question then? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. This is okay. Confusing question. Sorry, okay. but yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So like, so you're like some somewhere in your mind. Like, do you see that? Like, you can't even sit with a random ass analogy. Like, you have to correct me. You have to let yourself and me and the rest of the world know that you're not going to amount to anything. Okay, that's harsh, but, but yeah, but that's what you're saying. Like, you're tell you're correcting me. Okay. I wish you How could you... see my face right now. <laughs> I wish I could too. How do you feel? 
Um, I mean, hearing it, it, I mean, there's like, there's like a sense of sadness, but it doesn't like, it's not like anything new. It's not like new information to me. There's a sense of sadness. What else is there? Like hopelessness? Yeah. Right? So I, I think this is the problem. I mean, I, I don't think it's about not knowing what you can do. I think it's just like, you don't think... So this is something you got to understand about yourself, Andrew. Your brain is like very good. And your brain is not going to waste time doing things that it doesn't think are worth it. Okay. Right? Like you're not going to, like your brain is not going to let you wake up tomorrow and start painting for six hours a day for the next five years if it doesn't believe that you can be a good painter. Right. And, and so I think this comes back to like, you're just, you, you have some fundamental sense that you're not able to accomplish. You're not able to succeed. Yeah. And this is pervasive. It's like, you know, the firework I think is a really good example because you're kind of saying like, it's not even a big firework. It's a small firework. It's a sparkler. Yeah. Your faith in yourself is just, is completely like, it's like you believe you're capable of little, little things. Okay. How long have you felt that way about yourself? It, it probably started around college. Like, I feel like in, like, before college, like, in high school and when I was younger, like, I feel like I could do those things. But the only thing that I wanted to do was to play video games. Okay. And I feel like I did an okay job at that. Yeah. Right? So it sort of makes sense why you gravitate towards video games because... You have this belief about yourself, and there's one thing that's your beacon of hope. Right? Right. You have like right. one thing that like you can believe for yourself that you can that can be different. Yeah. And so you gravitate towards it and you put all your eggs in one basket. So now, Andrew, we've got to start thinking about I want to sort of shift gears for a second and start thinking about like, okay, what do we do about this? Yes. Right? So what thoughts do you have about that? Like what to do? Mm-hmm. Do you have any any idea? You don't have to. I'm just wondering. Nothing like concrete like that, pop, okay. that comes to mind. Yeah. So now we're going to do a little bit of education. And, and sure. I'm going to tell you what I think you should do, okay? Okay. So the first thing is that, like, beliefs about yourself, let's just think about this. So it's, it's, it's clear that you've done your homework, so you know what a sum scar is. So can you explain to, to our audience what a sum scar is? Um, so I guess kind of like a traumatic experience that you've had before in the past, and usually when you're younger and you don't really have the capacity to kind of like process it emotionally absolutely and even right? though so, yeah you get older right and it just it just sticks with you like yeah so yeah. i i think your sense of inadequacy is not of a 25 year old like the reason that you feel the way that you do is because you're like a 15 year old inside a 25 year old's body yes 
And like that disconnect is hard to deal with because you you don't feel 25, you feel 15. So yeah, some like scar retains the age at which it was formed. Yes. Okay. So what forms a some scar? Like a traumatic experience. Okay. So this is an important point. Not all some scars are negative. Okay. So so if I have a some scar that is positive, where is that going to come from? A good experience. Absolutely. So what's the common element between... So the root of a some scar is, is what? Like you're saying on the one hand, it's a traumatic experience. On the other hand, it's a good experience. So like what's a, the Like a powerful emotional experience. Exactly. Okay. So just think... So some scars shape your behavior, right? You don't get to control them. They're not logical. They just exert this subtle influence in your subconscious mind that shapes what you do every day when you wake up. Like, do you get that? Yeah. That, like, every time you wake up and you think about what you want to do in life, there is a part of your... There's a part of you that says it doesn't matter what you do because you're going to fail. You with me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's no point in applying for a job. There's no point in doing this. There's no point in trying this. There's no point in trying this. Because at, yeah. at the core of the, the problem is that, like, you think you're going to fail. Like, do you agree yeah. with that or not? Um, A little bit. Like, I feel like I can kind of I can kind of do those things for a little bit, and then I get to a certain point, and I just stop. Good. Okay. So so yeah. that's also accurate, right? Because you can use willpower to overcome the influence of the samskar. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. Yep. For a brief period of time. But the samskar is there, and it's active. It's like, the samskar is like a, I don't know, like auto spawns bad feelings. And like, you can use some amount of like mana to like lightning bolt whatever shit it is popping out. But at some point, you're going to run out of mana and it'll continue like spawning like shit in your life. Yep. So like you're just going to run out of mana if you use willpower. So what we got to do is we got to like destroy that like enemy generator from like Gauntlet, which is probably not a game any of you guys have played. I play Gauntlet. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you can't you you just have to take take care of the root. If, so, if you want, I, uh, uh, this is kind of a little bit off a tangent, but I play League of Legends, but you can use Dota analogies too. I could probably okay great. I, yeah. yeah, I don't. I, okay, <laughs> I, I yeah. don't know how how to translate this new Dota analogy at the moment. <laughs> it's okay. So, so um, yeah, Blue Lizard is about to die, right? <laughs> okay, so let's just think about this. So, if a Sumscar is kind of like automatic and exerts its influence on you like automatically, and there are good Sumscars and negative Sumscars, and good Sumscars form in the fundamental root of some scar is experience what do you need to do have good experiences exactly and it is that simple it is not to have a particular experience it is just to have good experiences yeah and i i want you guys to no i'm saying okay some scar is s-a-m-s-k-a-r-a yeah, is the A silent? Is that like a pronunciation yeah, thing? Yeah, it's a pronunciation okay. thing. Okay. Um, so, so this is the important thing. Like, I want you guys to just think about this for a second. If we think about what influences your behavior, it is experience, right? The, the natural impulses that cause you to do things are formed by experience, not by logic, but by experience. 
If you want to change the person that you are automatically so that you don't have to use willpower, if you're a lazy fucker like I am, and you don't want to, like, be disciplined, and you don't want to be, use willpower, and you don't want to be a tryhard, you just need to have different experiences. So I'll give you just a simple example. So let's say, like, I go to, uh, what's that dumb? Like, let's say, like, I go to, like, some, like, seafood place, okay? Okay. And if I go to a seafood place and I get sick, what happens the next time someone tells me, like, hey, let's go eat at that seafood place? Uh, I'm going to probably turn them down. Right? And is that does that yeah. require willpower? No, it's very easy. It's automatic, right? So because a negative experience automatically shapes our behavior. It, it, it would take you willpower to go back. Absolutely. Now, let's say that I go to a restaurant and I have an amazing meal. And if someone says, oh, like, hey, let's, let's go back to that restaurant. How easy is yeah. that? In, in a heartbeat, I'm there. We're going. Absolutely. And why yeah. is that? Because I remember the positive experience of having the Exactly. So experience yeah. is the great teacher, right? Right. Like that's the, that's the big thing that I want you guys to understand. It's not about logic. It's even not about emotion, although emotion has a lot to do with it. In its essence, yogis say it is experience that creates change. Okay. So I think what you need to do is experience. Because right now what I'm hearing is absent in your life is experience. Not okay. like a particular experience, but just experience in general. Like, yeah. I'm curious, but I would bet money, Andrew, that if I looked at the last month of your life compared to six months ago, compared to one year ago, that the raw nature of your experience is basically the same. Ba like, Sorry, can you try that again? So like that basically if we think about one year ago versus six months ago versus one week ago, like the kinds of things that you're experiencing are basically the same. I would say that's pretty accurate, yeah. And as I long mean, as that yeah. is as long Sorry, as that is the case, your life is not going to change. Okay. Because experience is what creates change. Right? Just think about this for a second. I mean, uh, I cuz I think this is a good example and I use it a lot, but it leads to lots of live stream fails, right? So like I was about yep. to ask you if you've had sex, but I'm not going to ask. So, okay. You know, like once you have sex, you have this experience of sex and then it like really makes you want to have more sex if it's a positive. And then if you have yep. like a traumatic experience of sex, it really makes you not want to have sex. Yep. But like you have to have sex once to really get fueled to do it again. Yeah, that's true. And so I think the basic problem, you're saying that I feel stuck. I don't know what I want. And that's because you've got no fuel in your tank. And so what you're trying to do, your mind is trying to substitute like logic and plans for fuel. You're trying to figure out in your mind, like, okay, if I try to do this, or if I set this up, or what if I li live life this way? What if I live life that way? But that's not going to actually motivate you. Like, you can come up with, and I, I, I'll, I mean, I don't know why I think this, but I think that you've thought a lot about, like, all these different things that you could do. And you've even taken a couple of steps forward in those ways. Even though they're all good ideas, it never leads to anything. Because right. you're operating in this, like, abstract area of ideas. You're just like, I could do this, or I could do this, or I could do this. Let me try this. Like, let me wake up in the morning. Like, I'm going to, like, give it my best. Because this sounds like a good idea. But, like, you're not getting any fuel. Like, you're just, it's a firework, right? Like, you need to stick logs in that fire, and you need to let it burn for a while. And those logs are just experience. 
So what I want to okay. know from you, Andrew, is like, what can you do tomorrow? Or you're in Hawaii? Yeah. So what time is it? It's 11.20 a.m. right now. Okay. So what can you do today that is going to expand the scope of your experience? Like something different. So what is that? That's a great question. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if I have an answer. Yeah. So think about it. What is available in your general area that you have never done before? <laughs> oh, man, that's a great question. I don't know. I feel like when you live in Hawaii, there's only so many things you can do. I completely I, agree. Yeah. I, and that's why you turn to games because they're more interesting. But I, I don't yep. know. So like what is in your general vicinity? So I want you well, to put, yeah. Go pull up Google Maps. Sure. Let me do that. And like look at your general location. I am looking, kind of. Okay, and just like, I don't know how to, I mean, I don't want you, can you... Should I like my address in chat? Not in chat, send it to me <laughs> over Discord. I'm just, I'm just... You're just, just your city. I can just, yell my address to like the FBI? No, just, just give me, give me your city. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, in Discord. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There you go. Because we don't want these people doxing you. Yeah. Well, if they dox me, they get to go on a trip if they come to snipe me, I guess. Can hang out. Okay, so I see lots of beaches. Yep. Oh. So I see that there's a rifle range. Oh, where are you seeing that at? It's like you live here. Have you ever shot a gun? A real gun? No. Okay. Right? So, like, I don't want you to go and shoot people. Yeah. I don't have any plans on that. But I would explore the rifle range. Because as someone who has shot guns before, it is a very unique experience. Okay. I'm not advocating that you should go out and buy a gun, nor am I advocating that you shoot people. You should not do that. But in terms of like the just the broad range of human experience, I think like shooting a gun is something that's very like it's very different. Yeah, right? it sounds it's like because like, I I also see that there's a there's a gym. So the other thing that you could do is you could go take a class at a gym that you haven't taken before. Have you ever done yoga? I have not. Okay, great. So that's probably healthier than shooting a gun. But I think you should actually like go I to the shooting range and see I if you can. Doing yeah, both. do both. Yeah. Well, which gym are you seeing? Just the, um, search for 20, gym in yeah. your fucking city. Like, there's gonna okay. be one. Doesn't oh, matter man, which one I'm seeing. Okay, no, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I gotta pay money though. I actually used to go to the gym, and then I stopped. Okay, so so go do yeah. something at a gym, or go find. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll probably do the rifle range because that sounds like a nice like one-off thing. But the gym sounds like a commitment because in the yeah, so you may want to call them and figure out like you know what you need to do to go there. Yeah. Is there like a military base near where you live? Um, 
maybe there's a couple of those yeah near is kind of subjective for toy like if it takes more than like 50 minutes it's for okay so so yeah so like call them up and then like go and do something real and then like go take a yoga class which is that's that's you know like like go and have an experience okay Okay. Yeah, I've tried looking up things on uh, Meetup, but I never really considered looking at Google Maps for like stuff to do. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And seriously, like, just to be clear, I'm not like advocating violence. It's just <laughs> yeah, if you no, guys yeah, have I, never I, I, like, yeah. I, I think I, it doesn't even need to be a real gun. Have you ever played paintball? I've done paintball. I've done air riflery in high school, but yeah, I've. Shot. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think like yeah, in, in the broad range of things, like I think going underwater is like a wild thing you can do. Like going skydiving is a wild thing you can do. Like it doesn't even have to be wild. Like going to a yoga class is like a very different experience. You know, like having an orgasm is like a very different experience. Like watching an animal, stumbling upon an animal in the wild is like a very different experience. And and like these are just different experiences, right? Like going to a crawfish boil is a different experience. If you've never eaten sushi before, having sushi is a different experience. If you've never played right. a video game before, like enjoying a video game is like a wildly different experience. Like I've tried to yeah. get my mom to play video games for the last 20 years. And like, she finally had fun playing a game. Can anyone guess what it is? Oh. Couldn't be Dota. Yeah, someone got it. Nope. It's it's overcooked. Okay, overcooked's great. She played overcooked and she like it was it was a riot. Nice. And and so that's what I want you to do. Like I know it's like a fucking I'm gonna get banned now because I told you to go to a rifle range, but I'm not saying yeah. she, like really like everyone understands that, right? I'm not. <laughs> and and by the way, I mean like, it, yeah, I mean we can talk a little bit about feelings of wanting to be violent towards other human beings because that's a big problem. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so if I really wanted to get banned and I wanted to punish people, I'd tell them to play Dark Souls. <laughs> if you haven't played Dark Souls before, that's another novel experience that you can get. And so I, I think, I, like, you're... So, so, Andrew, just to sum up, so I think that, like, it can be very hard to figure out how to move forward in life when you feel so stuck and you don't know what to do, right? Like, that's where you are. Like, you don't even know where to start. So, like, yeah. the instinct is to tell you, like, oh, if you, like, studied, like, video gaming, like, why don't you try to break into the industry, and why don't you polish up your resume, and why don't you find an internship? Those are all suggestions that may be good suggestions. But I think the basic problem is that you have a lack of experience in life, like, just experiencing different things. And mm -hmm. what you need to do is just go out and do something, like, go do different things. They don't have to be good. They don't have to be bad. But as you start to do different things, you are going to develop a different sense of self from the one that you have now. And as you change your sense of self, your ability to move in the world is going to change. Okay. Questions? Um, a couple, actually. Um, kind of, I don't know if this is taking some steps backwards, but I have an opportunity with my work to to do online college and i'm also i was also trying to look for a new job i'm wondering what you think would be good like if i should stay with that 
and like it's like super cheap schooling and that's kind of a near experience but what do you think Andrew? it's hard it's like well one hand if i go to my job if i stick with the job that i have now it's like well work kind of sucks sometimes but then i'd like be going to school but at the same time i could get a new job and then like i don't know like i feel like that might not be anywhere either yeah, so Andrew, I, I don't really know how to advise you about whether you should change your job or not because that's, I mean, I, I don't know anything about your life. I don't know what your financial situation is. I know you work in retail. Yeah. You have the yeah. opportunity to go to college. So this is all like in your head level thinking. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you're doing analysis. You're weighing pros yes. and cons. Like that I don't think sense. you have a problem with that. That's not where your problem is. Yeah. I, I, so I, I, I don't know anything about your life. I don't know like where you live. I don't know how much your rent is. I don't know if you're supporting Well, you kind of know anyone. where I live now. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't know like what your living situation is, whether you live alone, whether you live with roommates, whether you live at home. I I don't know. I mean, all of those, like those are the kinds of things that weigh into a decision like this. I think the way that you need to start is by like, so you can figure out whatever that decision is. But frankly, Andrew, I think you spend too much time thinking about that stuff because that's not, you've been thinking about that kind of shit all for years and it's like, hasn't gotten you anywhere. Yeah. Like you need to just go out and like do something. Like if there's, there's an animal shelter, like go and volunteer. Do you have a pet? No. Okay. So like, find like, is, are there animal shelters nearby? I think there might be. So like, go out and like volunteer at an animal shelter. Okay. Spend time with like animals. It's like crazy. It's fun. And will make you feel different about yourself. Yeah. We, we, ha- we used to have a dog and then the dog died and it's like, that's it. We're done with pets now. Okay. Well, but, sorry yeah. to hear that. That's okay. And I, I'm, um, I, I just, I don't know. I think like there are a lot more details that are involved in terms of answering that question. So I'm sorry. I okay. can't really like give you like, I, I don't, that's, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Another Other question. questions. Um, yeah. Um, how does one go about uh, getting therapy? Ah, oh, great question. Okay. So let's yeah. talk about therapy. Yep. So I think it is a good idea if you feel depressed or sad or especially like suicidal because that's been cropping up from time to time on our Discord, um, you should definitely get therapy. Like, so you should go and get a mental... In fact, I think everyone should get like a mental health evaluation. I think it's a good idea to just be... And a physical evaluation too. If you haven't seen a primary care physician, go and see a primary care physician. So start there. And in terms of finding a therapist, here's what I would recommend. So if you have health insurance, you can start depending on what your financial situation is. So about a third of therapists within the United States don't accept health insurance. If you have health insurance, you may have an out-of-network benefit. And if you have an out-of-network benefit, they will reimburse a percentage of what you pay to, to your therapist or psychiatrist. So for example, I see people, my rate is $450 an hour. Out of that, patients who have good health insurance get reimbursed about $350 per session. So their out-of-pocket cost is about $100 per week. Okay. Um, So depending on what kind of insurance you have, you'll have an out-of-network benefit or you won't. If you don't have an out-of-network benefit, I would call your insurance company and ask for a list of providers who accept your insurance. Then you start Googling people and you start calling people and you read about the therapist because nowadays a lot of therapists have websites and you try to find a couple of people that you like. And then what you do is... Uh, you reach out to them and you try to schedule appointments and then you go and I would recommend that you meet with three therapists. And if you meet with three, you just pick the one that you think like you enjoy meeting the most. Like who do you like the best? And I think that sometimes people forget that like, you know, you don't just 
buy the first car you see, you go and you test drive things and you see which one works for you. And that's especially important for a therapist. So the insurance stuff aside, the other thing that you can do is just Google like things in like therapists in your area, or you can go to a website like psychology today, or you can go to someone like uh, rise above the disorder. Like rad, I think is a good resource. So they connect people with therapists. They'll interview you and try to find a good fit for you and stuff like that. So they can really help you with that. Um, and so that's, I, th- I think that's how you find a therapist. What what modality and stuff they use is, I think, like, that can be important. But at the end of the day, like, you're probably not going to know much. I mean, I guess you can read about psychodynamic versus CBT or whatever. And you yeah. can find something that you think you're going to like. But ultimately, I think fit is way more important. And it's been my experience that a, a lot of therapists do way more than a particular thing. Like, even so the person who taught me CBT... I was really confused because I thought she was going to be teaching me CBT, but she kept on like talking to me about psychodynamic stuff. And it's just like good therapists use like everything under the sun. Right. Makes sense. Uh, what do you think about online therapy? I, I mean, I do telepsychiatry with some people. I think okay. I like meeting with people in real life better, but it can work. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am very confused with chat. You guys are right. I don't know what that means. But anyway, other questions. Does that does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, okay, another one. This is like a question I submitted through the question bot, but since I'm here, sure. I figure I might as well ask it. Um, so I had something relating to like, I remember you talking about like having like a Dharma to like different people or different things in your life. Like is mm-hmm. Dharma like a singular thing or it's like I have like a Dharma to my family or I have a Dharma to like my community or I have a Dharma to myself. Like how does that work? Great question. I'm going to start actually by asking a question to chat because I think I think your question is good. So chat, I need y'all's help or we need y'all's help. And you feel free to weigh in too, Andrew. We're trying to think about like how we can help y'all the best. Yes. And one of the things that I'm thinking about is like we're thinking about taking a step back from just doing interviews and like doing more start to finish content because we get a lot of questions. I talk a lot about Dharma, but it's like patchwork. I get questions about it. I interview someone about it. And then sometimes people like will ask in chat, like, what's the deal with Dharma? So one of the things that we're thinking about doing is like doing like a stream devoted to particular topics. So like I'll do one day just talking about Dharma from start to finish. Another day I'll talk about psychedelics, which is like start to finish. I may not, I probably won't do an interview, but we'll just like do one day about psychedelics, one day about Dharma, like another day about Ayurveda, which people seem to like a lot. And so do you guys want us to expand beyond Q&A and interviews? Okay. So then we're going to do that. Okay. So the next question that I have for you guys is that the other thing that I was thinking is we start with people, right? So we have this this session with Andrew, and I'm still not sure if this is helping or not helping. Um, or whether this is useful to people watching. Uh, it helped a little bit. Yeah. So so we'll yeah. see, though, because I, I think you're not going to have a psychological breakthrough that's going to change your life, Andrew. You, like, you yeah. need to go out and start doing shit. Like, that's really what you need. Okay. And Because I, I think it, it's all about combating that sum scar, and we can talk more about that. But here's the other thing that I've been wondering. So we have a waiting list of people who want to come on stream, and at the same time, I'm wondering... So I sometimes get follow-ups from people, and, like, I'm wondering if actually it would be helpful for people to see, for example, Andrew's journey, right? So he goes out and he does this. 
But then the next time we meet, we dig a little bit further. So would you guys, do you guys like to see like different people every week? Or would you guys think it is better or more useful to, to watch someone's journey from start to finish? Journey. Okay. So we're going to do both. Okay. Cause I, I think the, the main reason oh. we haven't been doing journey is because I feel like it is unfair to all of the people who want to come on for a few people to monopolize like our time and, and the help that we offer. So I think we're going to try to do both. So we're going to pick a couple of people and I think Reckful is going to be one of them because he wants to come on again. And then um, we'll try to pick like a couple of other people and we're going to try to see because there are a lot of challenges that come up. So if you guys have seen the interviews with Sky, so Sky like DM'd me the other day and like brought up an amazing point, which I think is like really important. But, like, is something that happens two or three steps forward. That, like, as you, you start with your first revelation, you start with your first game plan, but in the progress of growth, you have challenges that arise. And, like, those challenges are also very common. So Sky asked me a question, and he's like, I was wondering if I should start changing my life today, or I should, like, pick a date in the future to, like, start this journey. And like, that's a, such a beautiful question to ask because it's like so important. And there's this big problem. So people, everyone says like, oh, you should just do today. You should do today. You should do today. That's defeating the point, right? So the purpose of the stream is not to give him the answer. The purpose of the stream is to help him understand what in his mind makes him want to put it off and what in his mind makes him want to do it today. That's what you guys have to understand. There's a part of your mind that wants to push things off. And where is that coming from? And how do we understand that? Because the solution to doing things today is not just to say today is the better day to do it. It's understanding why you want to push it off until tomorrow. Right? It's not about the right answer. Like, I'm not here to give you guys answers. I'm here to help you understand, like, what's going on inside you. Okay. So we're going to do longitude, like we're going to do like more longitudinal streams. So we'll follow up with particular people and we're probably going to do like between four and eight weeks. So apologies to the people that we're not going to be getting to as a result of that. We're going to do the best that we can. We're going to continue to do new people because I think that's important too. Yeah. Um, and. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, so. The other thing is, if you guys know someone that you think should come on stream, by all means, let us know. And if you guys are members of other communities, let them know too. Like, so if you guys want, like, so you let them, like, because I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, so, so like whoever it is, like you guys have to help us get those people, right? So someone messaged me the other day and they were like, PewDiePie is taking a break from YouTube. He's super stressed out. And, like, PewDiePie is huge and all that. Like, I'm happy to talk to the guy, but, like, I have no way of getting PewDiePie to come on. Like, I don't know who all these people are. LS messaged me, and they said, okay, fine, I don't know who LS is. Like, Athene rated us. Thank you for the rate, Athene. You're welcome to come on. I don't know who that is. I, I don't know who any of these people are. People have been talking about Mitt Jones since day one. <laughs> and that's fine. Like, I'm, I think we're gonna, I think Mitch Jones, I, I don't know. I'm, I can't say anything about that, but. Like, so you guys tell us who you want us to see, and you also tell them. Because Reckful, actually, we didn't get Reckful on the stream. You guys got Reckful to come on the stream. 
So someone in our community said, hey, hey, Rectful, you should do this. And Rectful was like, okay. And it was like kind of a last minute thing. So whoever you guys want to come on, you just let me know and you let them know and we'll make it happen. And we're definitely going to reserve time for, pardon me for saying this, but like the people who aren't big streamers, right? Like that's fine. It's not, this isn't like a, like celebrity psychoanalysis stream. This is just a helping regular people stream. And like everyone is a regular person in my book. Okay. So you guys let us know who you want. So let me just hear a, like, so a couple of takeaways. So the first is that you guys want to see more content streams. So I'm not going to interview someone. I'm just going to get up here and I'm going to fucking talk at you for like 45 minutes, which I feel weird doing, but I'll do. The second thing is we're going to do more like follow-ups with people and follow someone's journey from like start to finish. I don't know about finish because I don't know when that is, but, but we're going to follow people over time and we'll see how that goes. And the third thing is that if you guys want someone else to come on, I'm happy to. And then y'all let me know how to make that happen because I'm a boomer, right? I claim boomer. I claim boomer. Who is LS? I don't know. Okay, now getting back to um, so so this is the thing you guys are telling me to ask this person to ask this. I don't know who any of these people are. You guys need to ask these people. Like fucking like someone here is telling me that I need to be streaming more. You guys have to understand this. I have a limited amount of time in my day. And if I am asking people to come on stream, that is like time that I'm not spending actually streaming. It sounds like I need to be streaming more, not streaming less. So if Athene, great. Lazy doc. Absolutely. Hey, let's be clear. I never claim to not be lazy. Okay? Okay. So let's get back to poor Andrew, who has been waiting patiently for an answer to his question. And let's talk for a second about dharma, okay? So dharma is the Sanskrit word for duty or responsibility. And it is my belief that, like, living in, in accordance with your dharma gives you an immense amount of strength to tolerate the difficult parts of life. And so if you don't feel like doing something, like doing your dharma, like dharma is what lets you like give you the strength to tolerate the bad stuff. And so classic, I mean, not classic, but like one example that I use is like if I'm working in the emergency room and some guy comes in with like a heart attack, like, or actually, let me give you guys a real example that happened to me. So that's happened to you, but. So when I was interviewing for residency, before I was even a doctor, I was a fourth year medical student. And I was flying all over the country to do interviews. I was on a flight where the dreaded thing that all doctors dread happens, which is that someone said, is there a doctor on board? There's someone, one of the passengers is having a problem. So I'm a fourth year medical student. I'm not even a doctor. And so I kind of wait and I'm like, let's see if there's a doctor on board. And then like about 60 seconds later, the announcement happens again and no one says anything. And then I'm like, well, fuck. Like, I'm not technically a doctor. I'm terrified, right? Because I don't actually know how to save anyone's life. But I may be the most knowledgeable person on the plane. Like, I'm a medical student. And so, like, what should I do? Like, I'm afraid that I'm going to kill someone. I'm afraid that I'm, like, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling scared. And what do you think I want to do, Andrew? Since we still have you on. Let's use you. What do you want to do? Yeah, what do you, you think I... This, you want to help the person. Yeah, but what do you... I want to do something more, which is 
not do anything. No, okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, right? There's, there's a part of you that wants to help them and a part of you that, that wants to do nothing, right? Absolutely. Which part do you think is stronger? The part that doesn't want to do anything. Absolutely. I just want to stay quiet and I want to pretend this never happened. Let the guy die. So what is my dharma? What is my duty or responsibility in that moment, Andrew? To go help the person. Absolutely, right? And so the more that I orient towards that, the more it's I'm able to deal with my negative feelings. Because when you sit with negative feelings, this is important. When you sit with negative feelings, the negative feelings control you, right? Like this is going to sound really weird, but... When you're in your negative feelings and you're fighting against yourself, your negative feelings control what you do. Does that make sense? Yeah. But when you incorporate someone else, when you start acting for other people, like, you become less important. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, it's I like, feel like I've been able to kind of adopt this at work, too. It, it, it helps. And, and then, like, the less important you become in the equation, then it doesn't matter what kind of shit you're dealing with, what your sum scars are, whether you have anxiety or whatever. Like, it becomes about the other person, and then you have the strength to act. It's almost like a hack. It's like dharma is like a hack to let you overcome the shit that goes on within you. Because in that moment, like, it doesn't fucking matter what, I, what fear I feel like. This guy could be dying. And I may be a medical student. I may be... It, like, I may be incompetent. I don't know how to save lives. I don't know what to do. But, like, I'm it. So. What do you think happened, Andrew? Any idea? Uh, I, I, I'm hoping that you saved the guy. Yeah, so I muster up my courage. I think about my dharma. I hit the call bell. Flight attendant comes over to me and grabs me. And I say, you know... I just want to say, like, I, I may be able to help. I'm a fourth-year medical student, so I'm going to graduate in a couple of months, but I'm not actually a doctor. But I'm happy to try to help with what I can. So she says, please come with me, sir. We go back to the airplane. I see a guy on the floor, and next to him, I see an older dude who's kneeling over. And I introduce myself, and the guy says, oh, like, thanks for showing up. I'm glad you're a medical student. You can go back to your seat. I'm a cardiologist. And this guy's okay. going to be fine. He's having a panic attack. Great. Turns out there was a fucking doctor on the plane and like their wires were crossed. And I was like, oh my God, I almost died. But you did Ooh, it. I'm... But you went up, you went up and you, you stepped up, which is important, yes. right? Yeah. Right. Yep. And like, that's, that's what dharma is about. Dharma is about like that thing within you that helps you combat that fear. That helps you overcome it. And the fear is there. It doesn't go away. We don't numb it. That's what video games do. That's what drugs do. They make it go away. So what I want you guys to do is I don't want to take away your fear. I don't want to take away your anxiety. I don't want to take away your sadness. I don't want to take away your depression. I don't want to take away your shame. What I want to do is help you live the life that you want to in spite of those fucking things. Right? Like, that's what life is about. It's not about taking away that shit. It's about, like, living a life where you can do the things that you need to do and want to do in spite of that shit. And that's what dharma lets you do. So, Andrew's question. Do you have dharmas to multiple people? Absolutely. Right. So you so this is what what I think is fun about the Mahabharata. So this is a story about like dharmic conflict. 
So that you have dharmas to different people, and sometimes those dharmas, like, conflict. And how do you resolve the different dharmas that you have to different people? And so, for example, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, I, I don't know how, what to say, but like, you know, you may, you have a certain dharma to your parents and sometimes that conflicts with your dharma to yourself. Yes. You have a dharma to, you know, maybe your boyfriend or girlfriend and that can sometimes conflict with your dharma to yourself. You have a dharma to yourself that can conflict with dharma to your family, I mean, to your job or your boss. And I think like this is where a lot of people get bent out of shape because they don't live in accordance with their dharma. They try to make their family happy. And you can't make your family happy, but you can do your duty to them, right? And this is where a lot of people get bent out of shape because they try to make their parents proud. You can't make your parents proud. You can just do the most that you can to make them proud. And whether they feel proud or not is up to them. So there's a lot of strength in dharma too because there's a lot of surrender in dharma. So like, Now, Andrew, you have a dharma to go out and experience something. That's your dharma to yourself. And whether your life gets transformed or not, like, that's not something you can control. And I know people come on the stream thinking that I'm going to transform their lives. Guys, I can't fucking do that. It's impossible. Like, literally, think about this. You can't talk to a guy on Twitch for an hour and your life be transformed. It's just not going to happen. But you do have a dharma to yourself. And that dharma is to go out and experience something. Go to a yoga class or a shooting range. Whichever one. <laughs> but I don't advocate gun violence in any way. Just against targets. Right? Yeah. So you have a dharma to yourself. And this is, like, really important because I think most people that I talk to on stream and, like, gamers or human beings in general, the dharma that they fail the most is actually the dharma to themselves. Just think about that. Like, like you'll do amazing things for other people. Like, if your friend is sick, you'll make them chicken noodle soup. And you'll, like, take them something that's healthy and nutritious and tasty. But you won't make healthy and nutritious and tasty food for yourself. You'll do it for them, but you won't do it for yourself. And that's a fucking problem. Like, the biggest person that you're failing in life is not your parents, not your boss, not, well, maybe your spouse, maybe your kids actually yep. but is to yourself right yeah other questions Andrew or are we good so, well I, get, I mean kind of expanding on that like should I be holding like the Dharma to myself above other things or how does that like what's the what's the hierarchy like I mean there isn't a, a set hierarchy and that's why you need to do things like study certain texts to understand the nuances of Dharma So I I think you just have to understand, like, how can you do... And I think a lot of times people confuse, like I said, they confuse outcomes with doing your dharma. So I find it rare that true dharma comes into conflict and that usually there's, like, some kind of dharmic road which involves fulfilling all of your responsibilities. Okay, so just, like, try to do everything the best you can. Yeah, and just understand, like, what target you're setting because your target shouldn't be a particular thing happening. It should be a particular dharma. Like, I'm doing this, I'm doing X thing for X reason and not worried yeah, about the outcome. right? Okay. So, like, I don't know, like, what kind of conflict you mean, but, you know, rarely does it actually come into conflict. Okay. In my experience, just you just need to think through it and, and talk through it. Um, and oftentimes, it seems like it comes into conflict, but the more that you reflect on it, the more you can find that middle road. 
can I can I be a, a kind of specific then? Sure. Uh, yeah, it feels kind of weird, but it's like <laughs> a part of me like wants to stay at my job because I feel like I have a responsibility to my coworkers, but at the same time, I have a responsibility to myself to kind of like seek better employment. So, what is your work. responsibility to your coworkers? Uh, I don't know. They just kind of feel like, like I feel like that they've helped me a lot, and that I I add value to like what they do. What does that mean? You add value to what they do, uh, or like, like I feel like part of a team. Like I feel like part of a family. Like I really like like the people that I work with. Okay, so what is your so, dharma to your coworkers? Like to help them. <laughs> I, In what I guess, way? To, sh- to show up to work and do my job. Okay, so if you don't show up and do your job, what happens to your coworkers? Uh, well, it kind of sucks more for them because then they have more stuff to do. Okay. Like if I were to just call so it. So that's work, not you know? your dharma. Yeah. So that sounds like a failure of dharma on your boss's part. Does that make like, sense? Is that relief? Uh, can you try that one more time? Yeah. So like, it's not your responsibility to ensure that your coworkers are not overworked. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that can feel different from feeling like you owe them. So you have a dharma to them. If they've done something good for you, you have a dharma to do something good for them. So that's just a conversation. It's like, hey, guys, I'm quitting. But I really appreciate when you did X, Y, and Z. And if you all need help down the right road, if you like need help moving or whatever, like let me know. I'm happy to help you out. You can do dharma okay. to those individuals. Yeah. But like making their job easy is not your dharma. This is exactly what I mean. Like dharma is pretty simple. It's your boss's dharma to make sure that their employees have manageable experiences. That's the dharma of a boss. It's not the dharma of a coworker. Okay. Yeah, that kind of puts it into perspective. Right? Like it's not your job to make sure your coworkers have a good experience. That's the boss's job. Yeah. Like that's the role of a boss. Like that's the dharma of a boss. If I employ people, it's my job to make sure that they don't get overworked. It's my job to make sure that they don't that they feel fulfilled. It's my job that they feel that 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 they feel like they're growing as human beings. And like they have a certain basic dharma to treat treat each other with respect, but you don't control like the work environment and the workloads of your coworkers. That's not your dharma. Okay. That can be hard to accept, but to me, it's pretty simple. Like you're taking responsibility for things that are not yours. That's not your responsibility. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. Uh, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much more time that, that you have, but. Well, I'd like to get to other questions, yeah. but if you have like, like, if you have like a clarifying question or you don't understand, by all means ask. No, I think, I think that's good. I think I get it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome, man. Thanks for coming on, Andrew. Strong work Thank today. You. All right. And, you know, try to make peace with your inner scar. Because remember guys, okay. there, there are some battles that you can't win because of those, those are the battles that you play against, you fight against yourself. That's a game you can't win when you're playing against yourself. So don't do it. Okay. Just Good luck, Andrew. 
and check Thank in you. with us. By the way, like I, I do a bad job of like not following or not mentioning this on stream, but I don't know if you guys remember, we had someone on um, a couple weeks ago or maybe a month ago, we were like telling them to make food and they like made some kind of stew. It was amazing. I don't even remember who they are. Joro took a walk. Um, yeah, I forget who, who it is, but anyway, so people are actually doing stuff. You guys remember Joro. He's like taking walks and shit, so that's good. Oh, I get. I guess real quick, I said okay. After I take my yoga class and go shooting guns, like what do I do after that? What's next? Message me. We'll figure it out. Okay. Continue doing things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Gizmo, right? Gizmo made the stew. She mm. made some bacon and vegetable stew. It looked good. Mm. All right. Take care, Andrew. Okay. Thanks. Bye.